92.3. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. Mike Wiggins and the guarding line. Guarding. The garden line. I'm Jan Casey, and I don't know. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I this is like the best part of my week. How are you, sir? I am doing just great. Tell me how you're doing. I am fantastic. Can, can you not be in this weather? It is. It's glorious, isn't it? It's just glorious. It just, I am just not over it. I just, I go, what? I can breathe? What's happening? Yeah. You know, you know what, Jan? I, 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 I checked the news journal weather. It's got kind of the five-day forecast, and it's changed a little bit in the last day or so, but I think it was, what was it, maybe over the weekend, it had the next five days amount of rain. First time I think I remember ever seeing this, 0%, 0%, 0% for every day, every day, which is wonderful because it's beautiful weather f- to get all these outdoor activities done. But from a gardening situation, we can get into a very, very dry period real quick in okay. October. It just happens this month. And so a little rain in here would be good. But here you go. You ready? I always love saying these two words. Breaking news. <laughs> you ready? Oh, my goodness. What happened? Breaking news. Saturday night or Sunday night is going into the 50s. <gasps> it's going to be in the 50s, which is a obviously first time this year, first time this fall. We can do everything we've been waiting to do. Yeah, every, everything. I go you, wash my car. Oh, oh, exactly. We can plant. We can do some weed killing. <laughs> we can fertilize. We can do all these things that we do in the fall. So... Um, the 50s is going to, i tell you what, after the summer we had with that hot spell, 50s is going to feel like we're in Alaska. It is. <laughs> it really is. You're going you're to run for your sweaters and your jackets. and Get them boots gonna, out. Get the, a fire in the fireplace. I mean, it's just going to be amazing. But um, I don't know if it's going to happen because it's, you know, you know how those forecasts go. But very, very interesting. It's going to get that cool. But it's time. You know, it's, we're approaching. It won't be long before we have the interstate fair, and we always know it always, always gets cool. It does. At the interstate fair. Now, it's kind of not a coincidence that the interstate fair is in the latter part of October. <laughs> I think it probably would get cool anyway, but that's always kind of the um, place we look to, for that date. So, there, there are so many things to do, obviously, obviously this time of year. And so, um, just a couple of things I wanted to um, follow up on from last week. We talked about planting annuals. Um, the Pensacola favorite, of course, are pansies. Um, you can find some that like the sun better than others. Um, all different colors, all different color combinations, and they're just a great plant. Now, I always have found that generally the garden centers, the pansies are kind of the last ones to arrive for your fall planting. Um, I'm not sure exactly why that is, but... Um, if they're not there now, they will be um, probably at the latter part of this month. So just go pick out some pretty colors. I kind of like planting all the multicolors in a bit. It really does look pretty and, um, you know, really makes it look fallish, if you will. Um, the dianthus, which all of y'all know if you listen to me on the radio, I love that. It's one of my favorites. It's a lower-growing, smaller-growing, kind of a reddish um, annual that does well. And, of course, we call it an annual, but I'll tell you, I have found one time I planted a low bowl full of dianthus. And, of course, I planted it in the fall. It went through the winter. It went through the summer and went through the next winter. Then it finally kind of gave up. 
but it really is a great plant, um, no doubt about it. So um, we need to talk about that. There's one plant I want to, and Dan, I know you're on the phone, my friend. We're going to talk to you in just a second. Um, one plant that I did not mention last time we had our list of annuals, because we put pansies and dianthus and snapdragons and calendulas and those, was petunias, which most people relate to petunias as being a spring annual. Um, one you just plant in March, April, and May. But it really will put up with some cool weather. It'll take a frost. Now, would it take that 19 degrees like we had last year? I doubt it. But it really is a beautiful plant. You can buy them with a cascade out of a pot. You can plant them kind of in a pot and have something tall in, in the middle and have the petunias cascade over it. Very pretty. And so continue to consider the petunias for your winter annual. And now, here's Dan. Somewhere. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, Dan, we're doing good. How are you? All right. Hey, uh, I took your advice on getting my caladiums for the, from the people down there in South Florida, but I wanted to ask you a question. Where would you buy the Encore Azaleas, your preference? Well, I, I'll tell you, I am... Um, I think some of the, to be honest with you, um, a couple of places. One, some of the big box stores have had Encore Azaleas for a couple of years now, maybe even longer than that. Um, Pensacola Seed and Garden, our friend Larry, I know he'll handle the Encore Azaleas because the Encore Azaleas, to put it bluntly, work. They do. They bloom in the spring, and then we come into the end of summer, and they, they bloom again. I planted some white ones, Dan, and I was really pleased. I'm still pleased with them because the foliage really looks pretty on them when they're not blooming also. So um, how about you? Have you planted them before? No, I'm getting ready to take up some 30-year-old ones uh, Yeah. before Encores even came out. And it's uh, two or three different beds, and I'm going to get like a mixture of three different colors that supposedly go good. But I'm not sure if I want to, say, have – uh, the royalty in one bed and the lilacs or something in another bed or kind of mix them up or something like that together. Yeah, either either one would really be fun to do. I don't know if you know this, but um, if you are going down I-10 to Mobile and you look to the left when you get to Loxley is Flowerwood Nursery. Flowerwood Nursery is one of the biggest nurseries probably in the south, and um, they grow Encore as they is there. And, of course, they service the entire South, Atlanta, Montgomery, Birmingham, Pensacola, they service the garden centers. But that's kind of where they come from. And um, it's not a, you know, it's not brand new, but it's been around for a matter of years. But it's a great low-growing azalea. Not necessarily quite a dwarf. It'll get a little bit bigger than that. But it's a great plant. And I, I would check check with Larry at Pensacola Seed and Garden first, then um, check your big box stores. Of course, this time okay, of year, uh, you may find the selection not quite as big as you would in the spring. But I bet if you um, you check around, you can find some. Okay. Does the the nursery on, on Loxley, is that just wholesale? Yeah, or oh, oh, yeah. I should have said that. Yeah, they're, they're growers. They're just growers. They um, they service yeah, the, okay. the retailers. Yes, they're just wholesale. Okay. Exactly. But I always, okay. find, I always find that every time I go over there, I, I, um, I look to the left. And I've kind of looked to see what's yeah. going on. And, of course, my car has this alert that says, stay alert. Keep your eyes on the road. But I do have to take a look because it's just always interesting to me 
depending on what season it is, how much inventory and what they're growing and that type of thing. So in any event, Encore uh, is I, rec- I recommend them. Yeah. Well, well, could you public go in and take a look around or no, not? No, no, they, they're not going to do that. No, they, okay. they, they're just strictly um, wholesale. Um, but one thing you said, Dan, so I think, long, very, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. How long will uh, Encores be available? I know they're kind of coming available now, right? Uh, you mean it's it's for in the short term or long term or um, you can well, plant? Yeah, we can know, plant them now. It's just sometimes your your garden <laughs> this is going to be funny. Sometimes your garden centers um, will reduce their inventory this time of year because a lot a lot of people are, are doing a whole lot of landscaping in order to make room for Christmas trees. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so you may find <laughs> that the inventory has been reduced, and you may not find exactly what you want until spring. But I would check those places. You might, um, you might get lucky and find them. One thing you said, Dan, I think is kind of important to know in about is about azaleas. You said you had some thirty-year-old ones you're pulling out. Azaleas do have a kind of a lifespan. They get a, a root rot after so many years, and it's really unfortunate because um, some folks will have a nice hedge of azaleas, and the one in the middle um, is old, is old, and will get that root rot after so many years and just dies and there's nothing one can do about it but it looks like you know if you got this hedge and you got that one big one that died it looks like somebody's had a tooth knocked out and you can't go buy one that big to replace it so i I hear what you're saying you're going to replace all of them and that's probably smart yeah okay all right thanks a lot you betcha man thank you for calling i appreciate it there's radio 92.3 <clears throat> that is interesting. I'm sorry. I'm losing my voice. I apologize, Mike. You're listening to The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins on the Pensacola Expert Panel, News Radio 92.3. You can call or text 850-437-1620. We'll be back with Mike Wiggins and The Garden Line right after this. Hi, I'm Mansfield Co. from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in today at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel as ProHealth will be the guest and they will be discussing how the ProHealth Medical Membership Program can help you take out the stress because of the cost of health care. That's today at 1030 as ProHealth will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Splash Magazine covers the coast like the Gulf of Mexico. Each month, Splash Magazine offers a calendar of events, plus tips on where to shop, dine, and play. Learn about the month's special events, live entertainment, and interesting local people. Learn how to catch fish with Captain Dave Yelverton. See what is worth watching on your streaming services. Tom Nolan will tell you the latest. Find out how to dress for the changing Florida weather with Jen Wells. Get the most out of the Emerald Coast by reading Splash Magazine each month. For more information, call Gulf Breeze News at 850-932-8986 or visit gulfbreezenews.com online. Keep climbing. Picked off. He brought it down with one hand. Johnson goes down. Sacks. 
This is your home for FSU football. Watch it deep downfield. Oh, touchdown. FSU. Rolling to his left. They're going to throw. End zone. Picked off. Catch live coverage of the Seminoles all season long right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. Secret offers. Guaranteed returns. Over-the-top promises that you too can make fast money. These are all red flags that you should be wary of when looking at investment opportunities. Visit Florida's Office of Financial Regulation website 24-7 to learn what questions to ask before you invest. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Visit slofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. The following program was recorded earlier for broadcast at this time. News Radio 92.3 is the Pensacola Expert Panel. Good morning. I'm Dan Casey, and I am here with Mike Wiggins from the Garden Line. All things fall and what to do and when to do it. You can text. 850-437-1620, or you can call it 437-850-85, what am I saying? 850-437-160. I'm glad you have a sense of humor. Oh, I no. am just I like, do that I'm, all the time. Are you kidding? This, this fall weather has gotten to my brain. I, I can just, all I can think about is getting outside. But Mike, you have some more things you want to share with us this morning. Yeah, um, yeah but please, we would encourage you to text us. We'd love to have your questions or your comments or your successes or uh, even your failures. We we want to hear everything gardening from you. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, just a few things. One, um, we a little recap from last week. We talked about um, preparing your bulb bed if you're going to plant fall bulbs. Um, putting in a little bit of bone meal, some peat moss, a little bit of limestone, just a little bit of fertilizer, and turn all of that under at least six inches or so. Rake it smooth, and you're ready for your fall bulbs. And, of course, your fall bulbs include tulips and hyacinths. And I'm going to stop there just a second to be sure to remind everybody, if you buy tulips and hyacinths, they have to go in the refrigerator for a minimum of six weeks. They just need those chilling hours for them, for them to grow. And just be aware they're not going to come back the second year. You're going to get them the first year, enjoy the color, and that's it. Unless we just, with climate change, we have a... <laughs> horrible horrible winter we might get lucky on that but um you also have your uh, your iris and your your daffodils and one thing about daffodils that i think i forgot to mention last week um daffodils will come back another um another season another year if you will but you need to pick the right one daffodil one of the favorites throughout the south is carlton that's what it's called that's the name of it carlton daffodil it's a yellow and it just it will come back year after year. A lot of people use them in kind of in a natural area. I had a friend, Jan, one time um, tell me, he says, here's how I do it. He says, I buy me a bunch of daffodils, and I get a double handful of them, and I go to the, my side yard, which is nothing but pine straw, kind of a natural area, and I throw them over my shoulder, and wherever they land, I plant them. Uh, now, what you, did you say to that? Because that's something that I would do. I said, <laughs> What? Come on. I know Come you on. couldn't stand that. <laughs> you know, that's all right. I, you know, what What the heck? Everybody does it different. So, in any event, daffodils, Carlton is the one. If you can find it, 
it's probably the best insofar as one that, that comes back every year. Also, um, our winterizer fertilizer. Remember, we always like to do that in August or early September. Well, we're getting a little bit past it. But if you've got it in your garage and if you haven't had time to put it out and if you determine, well, it's a little late, I'd go ahead and do it because I don't like carrying that fertilizer. You'd have to carry that fertilizer all the way over into next August and September, and sometimes it just doesn't do well if you do that. So if you've got it, I would use it. Um, and it's, I know it, it may not do quite as much good. However, remember, the big deal about winterizer fertilizer is it's not going to green up your yard. What it's going to do is with that potash, it's going to really fortify those roots which are going to make it go through the winter better, which is going to give you a better yard in the spring. So if you've got it, I, I would certainly go ahead and use it. Um, it one, one thing that's kind of fun, I did have a listener, Jan, who um, has taken some of the things we've said in various weeks and has done a kind of a schedule for his centipede grass, and um, he sent it to me. So I thought I'd share that. Um, if, um, if we have no Texas, I can just do that we have a comment but that's all right well, let's have no, let's have the comment first uh, that'd be good uh, it's from jan and she says that carlton doesn't really exist anymore <laughs> most are king alfred type anything with yellow or white bright colored cups don't do as well no yeah carlton was, was by far the best i had no idea it wasn't available anymore um, because it was a pensacola basic and i wonder why i wonder why it's not available anymore maybe we need to do a little research on that to see, but if you, you know, that's good information, good information. I, I appreciate that. Um, so, so much for my Carlton daffodils. <laughs> Save me a trip to go buy daffodils. Uh, that's right. You wouldn't get them, I guess, according to Jan, anyway. Okay. Was that Dan that said that? Jan. Oh, Jan. Jan. Okay. Not, not this Jan. Not that Jan. Jan. Another yeah. Jan. Okay. Well, Jan, thanks for that. We'll, um, we'll do some research on that and find out why our Carlton are not available. So what we're left with, and I, I would ask Jan this if she can text us back. If she, Jan, if you're going to plant daffodils, which is your favorite? Which one would you plant? And let's go with yellow. If you're going to go with yellow, which one would you plant? I'd like to hear from her on that. That might help some of our listeners who want to plant daffodils. Okay, now here, here's my deal from my friend who kind of recapped what we have been saying about centipede lawns. And, of course, he starts out with use the 10 5 14 in the, in the fall, September, August, September, we just talked about that because of the potash. That's what he said. But then he talks about weed killing. And this is something we've said a lot, and he's kind of picked up on this for his yard. He has a centipede yard. Um, Pre-emergence, keep weeds from coming up, use it in November, and then go 90 days from that and use it um, in February. And here are a couple of notes. Rain does not bother pre-emergence. You can go ahead and put it out and then sprinkle the yard because it's got to get down into the, into the soil. And insofar as what pre-emergence to use, um, he said atrazine is really good, but there are different products with atrazine in it. If you're doing a centipede yard or even a St. Augustine yard with a pre-emergence in November, be sure it has your variety of grass on the label. Very, very important. Um, he said be sure not to put it your pre-emergence with atrazine underneath the drip line of desirable trees. Now, we haven't talked about that too much. Um, if you've got a yard with a huge oak tree in front, you might even want to reconsider using some of your pre-emergence because 
pre-emergence will sometimes affect plants very, very badly. The one plant we've always talked about on the garden line that atrazine just affects horribly are fig trees, believe it or not. Number one, never put atrazine anywhere near a, something, a tree where it bears fruit. But you put atrazine under, get it underneath some fig tree when you don't really mean to, um, it'll get the leaves will get all mottled and ugly, and sometimes it'll just, it'll just do it wrong. You don't want to do that. And there's a product that my friend had found um, when he was shopping called Scott's Weed X. And um, he, he asked me to check to see if that was allowed for centipede grass. Well, I did, but I didn't, on what I could find, I did not see it on the label, but what it said was don't use it on um, southern types of grasses, which we don't have here in our area. So I would ask my garden center or even check the label even closer than I was able to for that, if you look at that product and like it, Scott's Weed X. And lastly, um, post-emergence, remember how we're going to spray for the weeds that are there? That's good to do in the fall. And you know what weather we're looking for to spray post-emergence? Question the 50s, for you, Jan. the 50s. 50s is great. We always like to say low 60s. I knew you said low, low 60s, 80s, but, oh, but the 50s would be would really be good. And that's spraying for the weeds that are already there. The one I like is Trimec. And if you're going to do it, we really have to use our integrated pest management philosophy. If you're going to go spraying weeds in the fall with post-emergence, this is going to sound kind of obvious, only spray where there are weeds. Don't mix up a bunch of weed killer and just spray the whole yard. It may be easier that way, but you don't want to do that. Only spray where the weeds are. Keeping in mind that a lot of these weeds are annuals. They're going to die in the cold weather if we have cold weather. And the pre-emergence you put on November will help them or inhibit them from coming back up. So fall post-emergence is one you may want to look at very closely. But if you've got, for example, uh, really some dollar weed that's just really bugging you, you know, yeah, do it. The weather looks okay. really good for that right now. Um, you want to um, wait three days, three days after applying before you mow your yard because what you want is that weed killer, that post-emergence to sit on that weed, and you certainly don't want to get the lawnmower out there and, and mow it all off. And um, don't do not apply before rain. Remember, the pre-emergence, you can water. Right. The post-emergence, you cannot. Now, um, post-emergence in the spring, that's, that's kind of dicey. A lot of people will like to use it early. Now, post-emergence, I mean, pre-emergence you do. Post-emergence, killing weeds that are there in the spring, I like to wait until the grass is coming out of dormancy. It'll be brown as a berry if you, if you have centipede or really St. Augustine if we have a cool winter. I like to wait for it. I don't like to spray that weed killer when it's dormant. I think you can do so. I've have, have, over the years, some people have done some damage. Okay. And really, the, the weather is the same parameters. Yes. You know, low 60s, 80s, 50s would be great. You don't want to do it if it's 32 degrees. It's not All going right. to do any good. Well, we have a couple of texts. Oh, and good. we did Let's hear go. back from Jan. So we're going to get to those right after we come back. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins on News Radio 92.3. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. We'll be back right after this. 
It's time for you to get lucky. Make your yard look beautiful with long needle pine straw from Lucky's Pine Straw. Stop breaking your back and let the specialists at Lucky's do all the heavy lifting and let them deliver and install professionally. Professional landscapers and the do-it-yourselfers choose Lucky's because they know they will always get fresh pine straw by the bell or roll every time. Even red rolls. Stop mulching around and make the pine choice with Lucky's Pine Straw. You can find them on Davis Highway just down from Bailey's Market and find them on Facebook. Only true in fairy tales And for someone else But not for me Our love was out to get News me. Radio 92.3 is the Pensacola Expert Panel I'm Jen Casey It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins And we did have some texts and questions And comments from uh, Jan And also Willie Jan was uh, telling you, and I mean, she's she knows her stuff, I guess. I don't know. It's just pretty impressive. She said that Dutch Master is excellent substitute for Carlton. Uh, it's a plant called Dutch Master. Also, if she had to choose, she would choose the Mount Hood because it's a beautiful white. And the daffodil, I believe it's the daffodils that we were talking about. That's, and, corre- that's correct. Okay. Okay, here, here's some, something we have to get straight here this is now the jan and mike show oh, today. Oh. <laughs> uh and no offense the jan on the text oh, okay i was like oh no what happened what happened jan i i can't tell you how much i appreciate all your input here um the dutch master um is is new to me i don't know that and if i could put you to work since this is the jan and mike show um if you know where one could buy it in case somebody listening would like to to know that and also uh, the mount hood which i mount hood has been around for decades, decades. Um, so uh, Mount Hood, we know that most garden centers will have it. The Dutch Master, I don't know who would carry that. If you do, um, shoot us a text and let us know, and we'll let our listeners know about that because that's um, something they want to know. Something and I want. I want to know. Yeah, I mean, she's got a. a so this is a Jan. And, is. This is a Jan and Jan and Mike show today. Okay. <laughs> okay. I now, be sure I got that straight. Willie asks. Hopefully, this question hasn't been asked. What pre-emergent should be used on centipede, and when? Okay, Willie, that's a great question. Um, the when is I like to do it mid-November, then come back and repeat it in February. We talked about that a minute ago. Another one, we talked about atrazine, which is really good, really good. Been around forever, been around forever. There's another one, though, that I didn't mention, I just didn't think about it, is Dimension. Dimension is another product. And if I'm not mistaken, um, I believe you can get Dimension in granular form, so our, our liquid form. So Dimension and atrazine are two I would look at. Atrazine has been around so long, it's a proven product. Um, but I would do that in November, then come back 90 days later in February. So that's kind of where I'd go with that. Jan, the other Jan, says that most generic yellows are Dutch Master. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, Jan, you have <laughs> made our show. <laughs> Don't forget you'll be on our podcast on Saturday and all of that. You know. Yeah. Okay. Jan, thank you very much. And um, please, please join us for other topics because it's obvious – um, you are in the know. We appreciate Absolutely. That. And if you have any questions for Mike, join the conversation. We we want to hear from you. It's 
437-1620. Okay, I'm, I'm going. Oh, don't you do I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to ask the audience to help me with this, but I'm going to ask Jan, too, since she knows it all. Um, my hummingbirds have gone. I had just tons of them, but in the last four to five days, not a one. Are oh. they going to come back? Have they gone south for the winter? Um, has um, what's what's your experience, Jan? Let us know your experience, and everybody else listening. Let me know what their hummingbird situation is. Very depressing that they're it's too they're gone. soon for them to go. It is too soon. I'm hoping they just are taking a break. But in any event, just it looks like not a one. I mean, not a one. I don't understand that. Okay, this Jan, <laughs> the, Jan Casey, Jan in the studio. Um, what we might want to talk about very briefly is is a little houseplant talk. Um, as we okay. approach winter, one thing we need to do is our house plants, which many folks, including myself, move them outside, um, put them in some filtered sun, um, and they do great. They do great because we have to remember where house plants generally come from. They come from, not specifically, but in general, the Amazon, the rainforest. And think about the, um, what they have there. They have filtered sun. They also have much moisture, and so that's where they come from, and that's the environment they like here. So if you've got your houseplants and you're going to move them inside, there are a couple of things, and most of the listeners probably know all this, you need to do. One, a lot of the experts will say start moving your houseplants in gradually. In other words, if you've got one that's just thriving in um, almost full sun, you might want to start pulling it back into more shady area because eventually you got to move it into the house so gradually move that house plant in and once you get it in the house there are a couple things you need to do one i like to mist them once again that goes back to where they come from get a little mister bottle and and mist them also a lot of people will get a tray and put little pebbles in the tray and put water in the pebbles and put your house plant on top of that and it will absorb some of that moisture will come up into the plant, which is, which is good for it. If you go move it into the house, one, don't crowd it. In other words, if you've got six or seven of these house plants you're moving into the house, don't jam them together because that is not good for them. They like that air circulation, no doubt about that. But what air circulation they don't want is putting them next to an air conditioner vent or a heater vent. Try to avoid that. And if you do have a plant, for example, a ficus benjamina, a weeping fig, for example, which really likes a lot of sun, you know, put it in a window that gets as much sun as you can. A good westerly window probably is the best thing to do. If you've got a spathophyllium, a peace lily, we all know that will take less sun, less light than, say, the weeping fig. But by the same token, if you've had it outside and it's had a fair amount of sun, if you put it in that nice shady den you've got, it might react to that. So watch your symptoms of stress as you move them in. If the leaves wilt, obviously they need, need more water. Yeah. If you start getting some brown spots along the edges, um, you might want to try to find more light for it. So that's a little bit of houseplant talk. It, it really is important. Oh, one other thing about the houseplant. Um, we need to um, watch your fertilizer. Usually in the winter, um, you fertilizing them, you can kind of go half strength. Some people don't do any at all. And uh, uh, the granular 20-20-20, which you mix with water, 
is one of the best. That's one of the best houseplant fertilizers going. Lisa from Milton said she saw a blue salvia salvia this morning, and Ashlyn and Ferdito said they have a few hummingbirds. Really? Really? Maybe they just don't like me. What's going on here? What did you do? I don't know. I'm going to have to. I got nice. I put. I have two hummingbird feeders. I've got nice fresh hummingbird food in there. We talked about that last week about how to make that hummingbird food. So I don't know. I don't know uh, what did to you do. make it wrong? Maybe. Oh no! I would oh, no. not think oh, no. that you that's, would. That's, that's absolutely impossible. Okay. But it was made wrong. That's what I think. Yeah. Exactly. It's the garden line that's with impossible. Mike Wiggins. Well, you, can, really. <laughs> you can text any of your concerns or questions or knowledge. Join in the conversation at eight five zero. Four three seven one six two zero. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey, and we're going to be back right after this. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Lindsay with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. Is your home your dream home? Or does it at least have the potential to be your dream home? Maybe you need to make a change. Maybe you just need new appliances. If that's the case, you need to check out Topps Appliance in Milton. Locally owned and operated, Topps Appliance has just what you need to turn your home into your dream home. Top of the line freezers, refrigerators, dishwashers, stoves, plus washer and dryer combos. Topps Appliance carries the name brands that you know and trust, including GE, Hot Point, Speed Queen, and so much more. And they have a full installation and service department, something the big box stores just don't offer. They also keep most items in stock so you can take it home today. Turn your ordinary home into your dream home with an appliance upgrade from Topps Appliance. Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. Ugh, I don't have time for a cold. Honey. Honey. You need DayQuil Severe Honey flavor. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. (coughs) Now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe Honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head, fever, honey-licious. Power through your day. Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. News Radio 92.3 reminds you that hurricane season is underway. Forecasters are predicting another above-normal year for storms. And the generator guys are your local generator provider. Are you prepared? Don't be caught without power for days or even weeks. When the storm hits, you should be one week ready. And the News Radio 92.3 crew will be live and local with storm coverage on your radio, on your phone, and online. News Radio 92.3 and the generator guys are there for you. News Radio Pensacola is on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Jen Casey, 
line. In fact, Mike Wiggins and a lot of cool questions coming through and, and comments. We, well, we, have, got, we have to thank Chubby Checker first for joining us this morning. Yeah, yes. And you just got to quit doing the twist in the studio. I know. I need to settle down. Yeah, you need to kind of you know, cool it just a little bit. Take it down yeah. a notch. All right. I'll do that just for you. All right. Thank okay. You. We had a question about sable palms and how to get rid of sable palms growing right next to desirable trees That's tough. or large old camellia bushes. Is it camella? Camellia? Camellia. Bushes? Okay. Mm-hmm. Without killing the wanted one. And how to get rid of germinated sable palm seeds. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. A lot of people mow them, and yeah. that's, that's not doesn't really work that well. I think manual labor may be the best answer here. I don't know of any, I'd call it a weed killer, herbicide would be a better word, herbicide that would kill them, get them rid of them without damaging everything else. And even using some of the very strong um selective or even non-selective herbicides might not do it. I think manual labor. Now, what we need to do, since this is a Jan and Mike, so let's ask Jan what she would do with those sable palms. All right, text Jan. All right, Jan, Jan, you're on. Come on, buddy. We're going to call her TJ. Text Jan. There you go. Seriously, I I don't know of any good solution for that. It's a tough one, and it's frustrating. If you've got a big bed of Asiatic jasmine or a big bed of, of liriope that you've put on, you know, two to three foot centers and it's all covered and it really looks natural and great and all that stuff just comes up in it. Um, it's hard to get rid of. Very hard. Where would you plant sable palms? Oh, it's a, that's a basic palm tree. It really yeah. is. Oh, yeah. They, you look around Pensacola, they're all over the place in landscaping. Absolutely. Okay, but she's wanting to clear them. I guess that's yeah. the part I don't understand. Yeah, she wants to get rid of them. Okay. Because they're growing up where she doesn't want them. And, okay, and I got gotcha. And to, I was thinking... Other than manual labor, chemically, I don't know what we would do to get rid of them. Is that kind of like the Bartlett pear trees that we've? T- is that Bradford pears? The Bradford pears, not not really. No, a, okay. a sable palm is a very desirable palm tree. It's, it's a great yeah. palm tree. Um, the Bradford pears um, are the ones that um, have some problems, especially in in a lot of wind. So um, yeah, we don't plant a lot of those. Well, Jan texts you back. Oh, Mike, all right, and she says, "I'm out." I'm just a bulb gal. Oh, <laughs> Jan. That's oh, all Jan. she's got. Oh, and we did, we did everything for you, Jan. We played Chubby Checker for you. We, we named the show after you. What do you goodness. want from him? Oh, man, let me tell you right now. Oh, Jan, Jan, we can't thank you enough for participating. Yes. That's so much fun. Thank you very much. So much. And we also have a, a text from Catherine, and she says that her last hum- hummingbird sighting was Saturday. Really? She said, go ahead and leave them up, Mike. Oh, I will. The weather this weekend should bring out more. Well, and I'll tell you, those who've listened to our show know, if Catherine says it, we do it. That's right. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. Catherine, good to hear from you. Hope hope you're doing well. One one of a couple of things I wanted to mention, going back to the weed killing deal, a couple of things I forgot to tell you, I wanted to tell you, and I didn't. Um, If you're doing um, post-emergence, in other words, if you're spraying for the weeds that are there, that we can do now because of the temperature is good. Um, don't spray it on a lawn that has not that is under drought stress. Let's put it that way. In other words, water your yard first. That's fine. You don't water water it afterwards if you've sprayed the post-emergence, but water it first. You don't want to spray on a stressed lawn because sometimes that can damage your existing turf. You don't want to do that. And this is an obvious one. Um, avoid treating on windy days. Um, because you spray Trimec on a dollar weed right next to your nice Encore azaleas like Dan talked about, um, 
that wind will blow that herbicide and it'll damage those plants in no time. So be very careful about where you spray and when you spray. No, no windy days. Also, last thing, and this is kind of just me, if you've sodded this year and you've got a few weeds, I wouldn't worry about spraying those. I'll either pull them or put up with them. Hopefully they're annuals and they will die anyway, or the pre-emergence will get them later. But I just wouldn't use any of my herbicides on a newly sodded yard, and especially a new seeded yard where you've got centipedes uh, that has been seeded and it's coming up and it's looking good. I just would keep the chemicals away. I really would. And one other thing, Jan, this once again is me. I'd be so careful. I talked to someone the other day who was spraying a yard and, they were, they were wearing goggles, and I said, that is so smart. Safety glasses, long sleeve shirt, long pants, if you're going to use any of these herbicides. It's just a safety way to do it. And really what I would also wear if I was spraying herbicides anywhere, anyhow, is um, wear a mask. We've all got masks at home now, so wear a mask, wear safety glasses. Um, you don't want to get out there in your, um, in your bathing suit and start spraying these weeds and getting that stuff all over you. That is, that's not what we want. So be careful. Yeah, be Absolutely. careful. And Absolutely. you can text and join in the conversation with Garden Line Mike Wiggins at 850-437-1620. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with the Garden Line right after this. Attention hunters, it's time to get better results for your food plots and Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensland, Old Palafox, and in Molino on Highway 29. Uh, what'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at swmedspa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit swmedspa.com. Join Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric this Thursday at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric is one of the least expensive hurricane protection systems available. It is strong and safe and defends against wind, water, and flying debris. The professionals from Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric will be here to take your calls and answer any questions you may have about protecting your home and family during a storm. That's this Thursday at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Bands on the Beach presented by the Santa Rosa Island Authority happens every Tuesday night at 7 at the Gulfside Pavilion on Pensacola Beach. Bring a blanket or a lawn chair and relax and enjoy the sunset with your favorite bands. This week, it's the True Blue Band. They'll be playing a variety of R&B, soul, and roots music, so come get funky with the True Blue Band this Tuesday at Bands on the Beach. Remember, no pets or glass allowed. Pensacola right now with Joe and Gracie. It's like headline news for radio every day, 4 to 7, on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Oh, a love that was so strong. And that- 
years I still walk on I think of the things we've done together News Radio 92.3 The Pensacola Expert Panel I'm Jane Casey It's the last few minutes of the Garden Line this Tuesday, October 3rd with Mike Wiggins and you had some closing remarks you wanted to share Just a few quick housekeeping chores here Um, Soil test you have St. Augustine grass, and you haven't put lime on it in a couple of years, you might want to get a soil test. If you don't want to mess with getting a soil test, um, lime is probably pretty good every two to three years on your St. Augustine. But if you're going to put out the winterizer, or you already have, you've got to put two weeks between putting out any fertilizer and limestone. They chemically kind of tie each other up. So... Good time to put um, your limestone on. It really is. For St. Augustine, centipede does not need a soil test. Centipede does not need limestone. It likes our acid soil that we have here. St. Augustine likes a little, little more, um, little more less acid, if you will. Um, another thing, you talked about camellias a minute ago. I can't remember how we even brought that up. Um, um, but in any event, yeah. I talked to um, my um, good friend Skip Vogelsang and Buzz Ritchie, both every Oh, end of November, they come in with the um, camellia show with their camellias. And, Jane, I don't think you've ever done that show with us, the camellia show. I can hardly show. wait, yeah. They bring in these trays of camellias. And you talk about a talent. Skip has got the talent on the radio making, <laughs> describing these camellias, which is not easy to do. But he brings in a whole tray, gives them to all the staff here at 1620, and it, it makes for a fun show. And Buzz comes with him. Buzz um, helps with the um, camellia show also and um, has, is a great grower of camellia. So we have both of those guys. We have fun with them, too, kind of like you and Malcolm. We kind of have, yeah. have, a, have a lot of fun. Yeah. So we in any do. event, um, look for that. And finally, before we sign off here, I need to thank everybody for all their Texas um, next week, I promise I was going to do it this week. I've got a little bit I want to talk to about the grow bags. I oh, think yeah, I promised I we were that. going to do it this week, and we ran out of time. So we'll do it next week for sure. We'll start off with that. So we will do that. Should she pull up her gold nectarines? What's that? This is a listener, Ashlyn. But we got to go, Ashlyn. But Mike can answer that uh, real quickly. What, what's the gold question? Gold nectarines, should she pull them up? In December, when it gets cold, sun uh, gold nectarine. No, I don't think so. I, I okay. would say leave them there, but I uh, we'll talk about more about that next week. Yes, sir. Okay. It's the Garden Line. You got it. Mike Wiggins. You can hear the podcast later on today. The Mike, the Mike and Jan show has been so much fun. <laughs> it is always fun, sir. We will see you soon. Have a great week. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. We're waiting for more information this morning. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's